Good morning, you're listening to Day for Breakfast right here on the Great Southern's Triple M, and it is an absolute privilege to uh, to be talking to now one of the, I suppose you could say one of the founders, one of the finders, one of the um, naming rights of the Wage and Woolarama. Good morning, Rick McDonald. Good morning, David. Thanks for having me along. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, Wage and Woolarama are celebrating 50 years and you had a lot to do with the um, that change from it being the agricultural show to being named the Wage and Woolarama. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about going back history 50 years ago? How did that all come about? Well, I guess, first of all, I guess I would appreciate that it was 50 years ago and some of my memory is, uh, is, is thin on the ground as time goes on. But basically... Um, Malcolm and I decided amongst ourselves, we both joined the Agricultural Society at that point, but we needed figured out we needed to make it bigger and better than what it was, and we uh, had a number of plans to start to make it happen, and the first of which was getting the name, name changed away from Wage and Show to something different. So we organised a committee to hold a comp- competition with the local schools to come up with a name, which is where the word Wage and Wallarama came from. Fantastic. So... Uh... Along with the, the name change, there was a few other little changes that were happening too that um, Melkin was uh, putting into motion with, with elders back then. Yes, that's correct. I mean, right, right back at the start, we figured out that, that there were two key ingredients. And actually, I've used these through my life quite a lot with organisations, but the two key ingredients of any, anything going forward positively is education and having fun. So with education in mind, Malcolm had contacts with elders and and managed to get elders to bring down a core sampling machine to the first Woolarama, which was held in spring, to demonstrate this new technology to farmers who weren't that conversant with with sale by sample and uh, and sampling techniques. So that was the beginning of it. So I imagine back then it would have been um, quite a mission to have a name change on an event that everybody has known for years and years, known as as the Wagen Show or the Wagen Ag Show, to then change it completely and sort of go in a little bit of a new direction. That would have been uh, quite a a mission, quite an achievement uh, back then 50 years ago. Yeah, it was, but I, I, mean, I don't reflect on that as being a difficult process at that point, Just just changing the name, I think. Um, most people were quite comfortable with the idea that we needed to do something like that. Um, but the real, real big decision that that, uh, that got quite uh, excited was that when we made the decision to move it from spring to autumn, I appreciate that we uh, I moved the motion at an AGM to uh, to make a date change, and uh, thirty odd, six odd people attended the AGM, but only twelve voted, six for and six against. Right. So it was, was quite a, it was a stalemate. It was, it was quite an exciting period. And I can reflect back on the butterflies that I had at the time at this meeting because it was quite a fiery meeting. And Eric Farrow, who was the current president at that stage, made the decision in his wisdom to, uh, to move in favour of change, to vote in favour of change with his casting vote. And that's really how you know, the, the, uh, the autumn Wage and Wallarama began with that casting vote. Right. So, what was the uh, the idea behind changing the um, the date and the season? Well, so I guess two primary reasons. One one was our, we were sandwiched between all the other shows coming down the Great Southern, and the Showmen's Association dictated the show dates one week apart, so they didn't only had to drive thirty k's between shows. 
So that that was great for them, but not very, very good for us as an organisation running an event because we, our crowd was limited then to the, you know, the, the immediate shire population because people from Narragin and people from Katanning aren't going to come to our show when theirs was the week before or the week after. So that was one reason. The other one was that we recognised if we want to make the scene grow, um, there was quite a lot of effort on behalf of the organising committee, who primarily are farmers. And farmers in spring are absolutely flat out with a whole raft of farming activities from you know, blowfly treatment to, uh, to hay cutting to um, you know, shearing and crutching. All of those things are happening. It's a very, very busy period on the farm. So to ask people to take a week off and, and go and help set up a show was going to become rather difficult. And we needed to get more and more people on the ground to make this event, the, the event that Malcolm and I envisaged. So uh, that's where the idea to change the date came from. And, of course, it met with a lot of opposition. Um, things like, oh, you can't exhibit livestock at that time of the year. It's the worst possible time. And the, uh, I guess in reflection, if you look back at the, uh, the transition, when we doubled our crowd in year one of Bullerama, spring, the first autumn Bullerama, um, the naysayers said, oh, look, it won't happen again. This is a flash in the pan. It's a once-off. The second year it doubled again. They go, well, maybe it won't happen a third time. And when it happened the third time, it was what a great idea we had. What can we do to help? Wow. So along with that, you've obviously had a few other challenges as well, like in terms of um, having enough parking for people, um, having to move um, the horses and machinery around for extra exhibitors on the oval and things like that. How has that progressed over the years? Well, it's it's worked worked out very, very well. uh, I mean... Prior to having the machinery on the oval, the horses held centre stage on the oval and they tended to dictate a little bit the terms and horse people probably won't, won't love me for this, but we've, we felt we needed to move the focus away from the, the horse riding type events onto something that was more reflective in agriculture of the day. So and a couple of things played into our hands at that point. The Shire regrassed the oval and, and insisted that, that horses couldn't be on, on it on that year. So, uh, but they allowed machinery to drive on it because that was not not going to disturb the new uh, you know, the new turf. So that began the you know was the beginning of putting uh, putting machinery on the oval. The other one, the parking one, was the interesting one. That prior to that, people just drove into the showgrounds and parked under whichever shady tree they could find. And so, but we we wanted every available space to be able to to put exhibitors on. So we then moved the parking to the outer oval, much to the uh, disgust of a couple of stud breeders well-known local stud breeders who were annoyed that they couldn't no longer park under the shady tree by the bar, which was their favourite spot and had been for years. <laughs> I could just imagine that would be the favourite spot of a few people. <laughs> Certainly was. But, uh, yeah, but that's you know, all progress. I guess they're just little um, anecdotal things on, on the way. I mean, the, there's a whole raft of, of um, interesting occurrences, I guess, over the years that that showed that whole community spirit. You know, one like the, you know, the, when we purchased, okay, let's go back a step. We recognised that we needed more display space, in, in, indoor display, undercover display space. So we hunted around options, and one of the options we came up with was that Tom Cheap Grocery was going broke at the time and had a, a demountable store in Albany, which we could buy at auction, was coming up for auction, and we figured it was going to be about 20000 bucks. So we needed some money. We... Uh, rang the Minister of Agriculture's office, who at the time were uh, handing out some community grants and were told, no, Mr Old couldn't possibly come and visit. He's, he's, he's too busy. He's on his way to Albany tomorrow. And we go, you bet, he can come by. He's in, we'll have a chat as he goes past. 
So basically, we uh, we stocked Dick Holden in the street outside what uh, was then the Dalgetty building, and uh, had a chat and got our twenty grand. So we went and bought that building. But immediately after that, so in the sort of summer, early summer, um, we uh, we we just sent a team down there to dismantle it, and the whole community got down. There was probably twenty or thirty of us camping overnight in various plot spots around the, around Albany. Um, we had probably eight or ten truckloads of, of uh, materials, building materials, going back to Wagen every day for something like two or three weeks. And then we stood on the Oval, and the shire got in behind it, helped us, helped us re-erect it. So that became our sort of first major exhibition building. I mean, the, the showgrounds have gone on to have some, some bigger and better ones built since then, but that one's still there. And so still doing a good job. When you and Malcolm were, were dreaming up this plan to, to make it bigger and better and, and so forth, did you imagine it would get to what it is now, 50 years on? Look, I guess as, as mid-20 optimists, we probably did, um, but not sort of clean enough to put our hand on the ring and say, hey, guys, this will be going in 50 years' time. But we certainly looked seriously about the things that we needed to try and change and how the changes might affect it longer term. And I mean, a couple of those other changes, things like um, we made the decision very early on to pay the PR officer and the secretary, recognising that they were very important positions in any volunteer organisation. And they needed, they weren't paid a huge amount, but they were certainly paid some dollars, mm-hmm. to the point where we actually got some very, very good secretaries and some very, very good uh, publicity officers. Um so that was one of the you know, one of the minor major changes. The other one was that we, we right right back a step. When I first joined the Agricultural Society, I got really annoyed because I spent nearly an hour and a half discussing how much they should hire the crockery out for and to who. <laughs> so little decisions like that coming back to a committee just bogs the committee down in yep. in, in discussions that don't have any real long term value. We wanted to be you know, a committee discussions to be serious stuff about how we can make this bigger and better. So. Early on, we said to all of our, all, all of the head stewards of each section, like cattle and sheep and pigs and you name it, um, guys, here's your budget. Until you need to spend more than that budget, leave us alone. Just go and do your own thing. Become autonomous. And they did. And I understand that's still happening today, that they, they, each, each section has a budget. So those little decisions don't need to go back to committee, every committee meeting which leaves then the committee to uh, ability to, to move on serious issues and uh, make some serious decisions. Most definitely it does. Now, I do believe this um, Wage and Woolarama, you're actually um, the honorary opener of the, uh, of, the, of the day. Apparently, yes. Well, honorary, definitely, and, and opener, yes. <laughs> yes. I was supposed to do it last year, of course, which was the 50th Woolarama, but COVID stepped in eight days before the event. And, uh, and cancel it, unfortunately, but uh, so it's deferred to this year, but it's still the 50th all around. One quick last word to, to say that I'd really like to congratulate the whole Wagen community for, for stepping in and making it what it is today, that uh, it's the, the whole community involvement that's made Wollarama what it is, not just Malcolm and I or the committee, it's everybody, the whole community. Most definitely it is. So thank you so much for your time and thank you for uh, sharing your your dream with us and to, to see how it first started and how it's become now, 50 years later. Thank you so much, Rick McDonald. Thank you, David.